Welcome to the Consilience Podcast, a show that teaches you how to be happy in your body and confident in who you are. I'm glad you're here. Let's get into the show. It is the first of the year and if you're anything like me, you have been reflecting on last year and how it went and starting to consider what goals you want to strive towards this year. And this episode is going to be about how you can hold yourself accountable because this burst of motivation that we're feeling right now is fleeting, right? We're all optimistic. It's the first of the year. We're ready to go. And let's capitalize on that. Absolutely. We may as well take advantage of feeling motivated, but it's important to understand that motivation is not actually a feeling and how we're feeling right now is not going to last. And it's our ability to take action when we don't feel like it and our ability to recover from setbacks when we don't do the thing that we want to do, that's going to be the most important element in actually achieving our goals. And it's far more important than trying to feel motivated all the time, because your actions are not dependent on your feelings. And you can influence your own feelings in the way that you want. So let's talk about how you can learn to hold yourself accountable. You already want to achieve your goal, whether that is eating better, whether you have some strength goals, whether you have some business goals, you already want them. That is your motivation. That's your desire right there. You don't need more of that. You just need the skills to follow through on the actions that are going to lead you to those goals. And I want to start by saying that you do not need someone else to hold you accountable. I wanted to record this right now because I have just seen a post on Instagram that I strongly disagree with and it's like such standard bro rhetoric, like bro fitness coach who doesn't know anything about psychology rhetoric that is broadcasted online and really does influence how people think about motivation and think about accountability in such unhelpful ways. And the post went something along the lines of this, the default human response to someone we care about is complimentary and encouraging. It's far more difficult to be critical because it goes against our instincts. No, actually, that's not true. It's very easy to be critical towards yourself and you probably know that yourself. He says, a good coach won't pat someone on the back when they know they can be better. They will hold them to account. And another reason that I'm recording this and I will get on to the tangible steps that you can put in place, but one more reason that I wanted to record this episode is because on my inquiry form, I ask my clients, what do they expect of me as their coach? And about 80%, maybe even more, at least 80% of them say accountability. And I get it, right? You're struggling to follow through on your promises to yourself and you're tired of feeling the way that you do. You're tired of feeling disappointed with yourself and you hope that having someone else in your corner will help you to commit. But accountability is not about being afraid to disappoint someone else. That is one of the lowest quality forms of motivation that there is and it does not last. 
Accountability is about taking responsibility for yourself. It's following through on the things that you say to yourself because they're important to you. Not because you've told someone else you're gonna do it, but because you care about doing it. And when you follow through, it makes your life better. That's what accountability is. It's about taking responsibility for yourself. So you don't need someone else to hold you accountable. And that's very likely to backfire. If you want to yo-yo and wait cycle or make progress and then undo all of that progress, look for someone else to hold you accountable. If you actually want to follow through long term, then you need to learn to be accountable to yourself. And you don't get there by criticizing yourself and berating yourself. I understand where that post is coming from, the one that I strongly disagree with, where he's saying, a good coach won't pat someone on the back when they know that it can be better. What he's talking about here is he's alluding to complacency, right? So a good coach will help you to reach your potential. That I agree with but holding them to account is not a strategy. Like how vague is that? There's clearly a message from someone who doesn't know a lot about behavior change and the compassionate version of myself could identify that this person is probably very critical towards themselves and therefore takes a similar approach to coaching. But that is not how we are successful with our changes. And what I mean by success is achieving our goals without a significant cost to our well-being. Because you can be successful on the surface by being very critical. That can be a powerful motivator because it's coming from a place of threat. And when that threat is there and it's present and you're motivating yourself through criticism, that comes with a lot of downsides. So that's not a sustainable approach. It's not the approach to take if you actually want to flourish in life and enjoy yourself and live a fulfilling life. So what you need then is compassionate support. And I know you hear the word compassion and you think it sounds soft. And to be honest, some of the popular accounts of compassion do position it in a way that makes it sound a little bit soft and fluffy and woo-woo and all of that. But that's not the kind of compassion that I'm talking about. So forget what you think you know about compassion. It's literally just about wanting the best for yourself. It means doing the hard thing when you don't feel like it. It's encouragement. It's tolerating frustrations and setbacks. That's what compassion is. It's about courage and strength and commitment, which are all key qualities that are going to help you to stay accountable to yourself. And compassionate support is something that you can learn to provide to yourself and that's ultimately how you'll follow through on your commitment to yourself in the long run is being self-compassionate but I will say that compassion is optimally developed in relationships so if you're finding it hard to support yourself that's because that support from external sources, whether that's a coach or whether that's just someone that you trust who is wise and supportive, that can shape the way that you then support yourself. So sometimes we need to learn that from someone else, much like you probably learned your criticism from someone else and the way that you relate to yourself has been shaped by your relationships. That works from the critical side of things and it also works on the compassionate side of things. If you're struggling to support yourself, then any relationship with someone, as I say, whether that's a coach or a family member or a friend or someone that you trust, um, any kind of supportive relationship can help you to 
support yourself in the long run. So accountability is about taking responsibility. And that's hard to do when you don't reflect on your behavior. So it's compassion is not about complacency or running away or saying that, oh, I'm happy with this when you're not really happy with that. That's lying to yourself. That is not compassionate. It means being honest with yourself. So if you feel disappointed that you haven't followed through on the things that you've promised to yourself, that means acknowledging that. So taking responsibility and being accountable to yourself is saying, I am struggling right now. I am finding it difficult to make the change that I want to make. So for example, with one of the things that most of my clients struggle with is eating in response to their emotions, right? So this begins by acknowledging when I turn to food, that doesn't help me outside of hunger, outside of eating for enjoyment, when I'm turning to food because I'm trying to avoid a feeling, that doesn't help me. It's not, oh, never mind, I'll start again on Monday, or I've started now, so I might as well continue. No, it's saying, actually, it doesn't benefit me. It's acknowledging what you want to be different without putting yourself down. You can say, you know what, like, I'm really struggling with my eating right now. I feel like I'm letting myself go. I feel like I'm not taking great care of myself. You don't then need to go on and I'm such a piece of shit and I'm never going to change. That's an additional thing that our minds are prone to adding on, but that's not something that is necessary nor helpful when it comes to being accountable for yourself. And let me give an example. Let's say there is an athlete, right? And he's playing in a very high stakes tournament match and he is the shooter. He keeps missing his shots. Even though he's a great athlete, he knows how to make these shots, in this high pressure situation, he keeps missing. Who would this athlete benefit from having in his corner? Is it the coach that says, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, why can't you do this? You've done this before. Why are you screwing this up? Everyone's relying on you. You're letting everyone down. Is that gonna help the athlete to make the shot? Or does he want the coach who is honest and says, hmm, okay, this isn't ideal. We are behind on points and we really want to win this match. It's okay that you're struggling. Let's figure out why that's the case. Maybe you're feeling a little bit nervous. Just know that the team has your back. We're supporting you right now. Maybe we can consider your positioning, right? Maybe we need to take a pause before we shoot. Something like that, right? Clearly your instinct is telling you, yeah, I'd much rather have the coach who is honest and who is validating that this is a high pressure situation and who is giving me guidance on what would be helpful. That is accountability. He's not saying, oh, well, let's just screw the match. Like, who cares? No, we're acknowledging that it's important and we're also acknowledging that it's hard and we're gonna figure out what is helpful. That is what, responsibility for yourself and accountability for yourself looks like acknowledging what you want to be different without putting yourself down it also means tolerating your disappointments so like I mentioned at the start one of the biggest things that holds people back from achieving their goals is relying on this sense of like feeling this fleeting feeling of motivation and then giving up when things get hard because they're disappointed and frustrated with themselves 
So we need to tolerate that because it is inevitable that we're going to struggle at some point. Not because we're useless, not because we don't have what it takes, but because our goals are challenging. We're trying to do something different, which means pushing ourselves, which means we're exposing ourselves to setbacks. So we need to learn how to tolerate our disappointment rather than expecting us to be perfect at everything. And there are four different ways that you can tolerate your disappointment. So I'm just going to cover them briefly. The first one is cognitive reframes. Because when you're disappointed with yourself, you're probably not thinking in helpful ways. You're probably telling yourself that you're useless, that you're always like this, that what's the point because you're never going to change or you're not as good as so-and-so or another one that comes up is this should be easy and I shouldn't struggle with this, which is unhelpful because that's not the case, right? You're currently struggling. Telling yourself that you shouldn't be struggling isn't helping you to not struggle, right? It's probably exacerbating the struggle because now you're pissed off at yourself. So really paying attention to your thoughts and learning how to think in more helpful ways that are actually encouraging, Another strategy for tolerating your disappointment is stepping back from your thoughts, knowing that our minds do jump to the worst. We do like to focus on all of the negatives. It's the principle of better safe than sorry. We like to be on the lookout for potential threats. And that also means that we tend to fuse with unhelpful thoughts. And when we're fused with our thoughts, we're treating them as if they were true. I have the thought that I'm always going to be like this. Therefore, I will always be like this. And my behaviors are going to reflect that because I feel defeated and I give up. So what we need to do, we don't always need to challenge our thoughts, that can be a very helpful tool, but it can also be helpful just to notice that we're having a thought and labelling it for what it is. Oh, my threat system is active. This is something that we do in compassion-focused approaches, is labelling when our threat system is active. Or I'm having the thought that I'm always going to be like this, I'm predicting the future again right? So labelling these unhelpful thought processes and being able to see them for what they are, which is thoughts and not facts. A third strategy for tolerating our disappointments is learning coping skills in the moment. Sometimes challenging our thoughts or even labelling our thoughts is something that doesn't feel convincing, it's something that is hard to access in the moment and we might need different coping skills, things like grounding exercises, breathing techniques, compassionate letter writing, using music to soothe ourselves, walking, exercise, movement that helps us to connect with our body. These are all examples of different coping skills that you can develop and practice to help you to tolerate your disappointments and hold yourself accountable. And then a final strategy is accessing what's called the social safeness system. So this is generating the soothe system which down regulates our threat. So when we're disappointed with ourselves, we're feeling 
upset, we're feeling pissed off, maybe angry, frustrated, maybe anxious about whether we're ever going to change, maybe sad about the things that we're missing out on by not following through. That is threat system activation. And that narrows our attention and makes it very difficult to take helpful action. So what we actually need to do is down regulate that threat by accessing the soothe system. And this can come from connections with other people like a coach or a helpful friend. This could also come from within by things like compassionate imagery. So again, this is another skill that you'll have to learn to develop. But when we think of imagery, again, another thing that comes up is, oh, imagery sounds like bullshit, right? No, if you look at sports psychology of elite athletes, they'll probably be encouraged to engage in imagery, visualizing themselves making the shot and so on. If you've ever had a sexy thought, you know that you can stimulate your physiology, right? You can make changes in your body. You can turn yourself on, is the point that I'm trying to make, by the way that you think. You can also soothe yourself and ground yourself through the way that you think as well. So those are four strategies to help you to tolerate your disappointments. Again, these are all skills that you can practice and develop. The last point that I want to make is that being accountable and taking responsibility for yourself means getting curious about yourself. When you're not following through on the things that you want to be doing, asking yourself, what is going on here? Not what the fuck is wrong with me, but, oh, I'm curious. What is going on here? And notice how my voice tone is different. I'm not condemning myself. There's no hostility. I'm simply getting curious about what's going on. So if you have this goal of making healthier food choices, when you don't make a choice that leaves you satisfied, Can you notice that and get curious about it? What is going on? What has been leading up to this point? How am I feeling right now? What was I hoping for when I made that choice to eat, right? And it really helps to learn a little bit more about how your mind works because all of your behaviors originate in your mind in the sense that it's your thoughts, it's your feelings. These things dictate your behaviors um, to a very large extent. So getting curious about how your mind works and how your body works is a really great place to start. And you can either, again, get support or one place that I recommend a lot of people to begin is a book by Paul Gilbert, which is The Compassionate Mind. You can also just search his name on YouTube or even podcast apps and listen to his lectures and listen to him talk about behavior because the compassionate approach is a biopsychosocial theory of human behavior that is informed by evolution so it is a framework for understanding why we do the things that we do so that could be a really useful place to begin And you might have noticed throughout the past 20 minutes that I haven't provided you with a quick fix because there isn't one how-to hack to suddenly become accountable to yourself. It is a commitment, a process that is ongoing, but it begins with the intention. 
I want to follow through. I want to be the most helpful version of myself. I want to commit to myself. I want to trust myself to do the things that I that are important to me. It begins with that intention. And what that's going to look like in practice is learning all these different skill sets and when they apply in different scenarios. But as I said, that's a long-term commitment and it starts with one change. So consider what is the thing that you want to follow through on and what actions do you want to take more of and what does that first step look like? So for example, if you want to find other ways to cope with your emotions, the goal is not to stop eating shit food. Like that's not a helpful goal. That's not an approach asking yourself what are you going to do not what do you not want to do what are you going to do instead so if your goal is to find other ways to cope with your emotions to eat in response to your emotions less frequently the first step is actually just to notice your urge to eat and if that's hard noticing when these urges come up or identifying how you're feeling in the moment or even a lot of people feel like they're acting like automatically like they have this general sense that they don't want to do this but they find it hard to stop then it might actually help to practice mindfulness and start training your attention then you might need to develop emotional granularity so that you can label how you're feeling when you don't really know. This might also involve actually developing a stronger connection to your body because that's how we experience our emotions is through our bodies. So there are a different, like so many different steps involved that it's important to just start at the start. It's a process. Accountability is important for achieving any goal, but it's about being accountable to yourself and taking responsibility for yourself, which is not achieved by having someone to hold you to account because that doesn't teach you anything about your own behaviors. You want someone, or this is a process that you want to learn, is to how to develop the skills that help you to tolerate your frustrations so that you can follow through on the things that are important to you. Because you can do it when you're feeling good, right? When you've got that initial burst of motivation, when life stress is at a low, you can follow through. That's not the problem. The problem is when things get hard. And that's what we need to learn how to face, not to keep avoiding. So learn more about tolerating disappointments, get curious with yourself, about yourself, what is actually going on. And even if you take one thing away, is to just change the tone of which you ask yourself these questions. Not what the fuck is wrong with me? What the fuck is, you know, what am I doing? Why can't I change? But simply asking yourself, okay, what is going on? I just need to figure out what it is that I'm struggling with and then learn the skills to help me to overcome that. And that is the process of accountability. So it's something that you can learn and it doesn't come from always feeling good, always feeling motivated. It also doesn't come from berating yourself, whipping yourself or some tough love. That's not the solution. The solution is compassionate support, seeking understanding and encouraging yourself and also having the courage to tolerate disappointment because that is the only way that you're going to continue to make progress.